0: Okay, folks, here we are with the UK House Price Index, according to Zoopla. Remember, this is according to Zoopla. So it's based on Zooplus figures, Zooplus statistics, and what they see in the housing market overall throughout the UK. Uh, Taking into account, we're looking at Scotland, we're also looking at Fife on a smaller basis, and I'll tell you about the multiplier and why Fife is actually quite resilient in comparison to the other markets. Um, So the executive summary so far, it's happened. Uh, Let me just go through the executive summary. is the spike in the two to five year fixed rate mortgage rates hits demand. They're down a third since the mini-budget sales still being agreed at a slow rate from uh, cash buyers and those with cheaper loans. Pipeline of nearly 293,000 sales in progress. No signs of any impact on pricing expected in quarter four. I'll explain all this later on as we go through the summary. Outlook for 2023 depends largely on the trajectory for mortgage rates, um, and that will be announced uh, Um, you know, coming up quite soon, actually, and the mortgage rates uh, will be announced. Uh, The the new budget will be, I think it's the 17th of November. The Chancellor's moved that back because they're very, very nervous about um, getting most of the statistics first before they decide exactly what they're going to do with the budget for um, the UK for the coming year. Uh, Sustained 6% mortgage rates would lead to double digit price falls, eroding paper gains over pandemic, but few negative negative equity cases. So unlike 2008 credit crunch for people under, it it was involved in that, the younger generation probably won't know about that at all, but uh, overall I think nothing to be concerned about. More likely outcome is a fall in mortgage rates towards 4%, they're saying, and a modest decline in house prices of up to 5% over 2023. Now, we know Lloyd's other week said uh, 8% for them. Some of the other ones are actually predicting a lot less or even a gain, a slight gain. We're thinking about between 4 and 8% of a drop next year. uh, Depending on what's announced in the budget, depending on how interest rates and base rates go, and if they're moving up or if they're staying level, um, and we could see in the next month or so when that will be. So they're also expecting a million sales next year as well. Uh, robust labour market and scarcity of supply will, supply, will support pricing by the market by the market, but the markets in southern England uh, to feel the greatest impact. So what the mean out of that is the robust labour market is we've still got a case that we've got almost full employment here. Um, there's more people or there's less people chasing more jobs. So we're still robust in comparison to any other market before. It's been, uh, it's kind of an unprecedented situation where you've got full employment, you've got large inflation. You've also got record low interest rates still in comparison to the interest rates from the 2008 market and before that as well. Uh, so let's take a look at our ever um, uh, um, graphic we've got here. So what this graph explains to us Let me just explain to you. This is the demand uh, uh, in sales, new sales dip below a five-year average. So this is the five-year average right here, and it shows you a comparison to what they are now. The black there is October 2021 last year, so it says the demand was 18% more than the five-year average. Now, in October 2022, it's actually 16% less than five-year average. That's not actually last month it wasn't like that either. So it's actually starting to creep in. We've actually just checked the Zoopla statistics for the number of properties across Fife for sale and it's now approaching 930. Are we on our way up to a thousand available for sale right through Fife? Six months ago or seven months ago it was 550 about uh, uh, outside uh, uh, overall uh, in Fife. So that's almost a double the amount of supply available for for purchasing right throughout the Fife market itself. Um, So then we look at the five-year average of the number of sales agreed. We've got 15% last year over the five-year average. Now we're 4% down. That's pretty good because that then just explains to us that we've still got quite a robust market and sales are still going through in comparison to the five-year average. So we're we're on a level par here. The flow of new supply right here. um, New supply, 6% down on the previous year. Um, but it's actually 4% more um, on the five-year average. So we're getting more supply than the five-year average now rather than less supply. Uh, Stock of new homes for sale. Now, this is an interesting statistic. 32% less than the five-year average last year. We're now 13% less than the five-year average, which still goes in line with my saying, That the fact that pandemic before the pandemic we had there was about twelve hundred properties across Fife for sale. That's why we've got thirteen percent less still than the five-year average. So, kind of overall, the thing all things are actually looking quite good. Uh, Let me just recap about things like the political turmoil uh, compounds uh, the rise in borrowing costs. This is what's happening here. The political and economic turmoil over the last few weeks has resulted in average mortgage rates spiking above 6% with ongoing uncertainty over the outlook of the UK's public finances and the economy, which will supposedly be sorted out in the 17th of November. Don't hold your breath. Um, the health of the housing market is inextricably linked to the economy uh, and, the, and the, it's and in particular the cost of borrowing. There are two aspects to consider looking ahead. First is how f- the final months of the year will conclude. And second is the outlook for 2023 in the face of higher mortgage rates. Well, we don't know that for certain, but the signs are on the the, the, the signs are on the horizon. We've already been Bank England's already indicated it will probably happen anyway. We just have to ascertain whether it's going to be a quarter percent uplift up in base rates. It's going to be a half or a, a three quarters of percent, or maybe even a one percent uplift. I still think it's going to be a quarter percent. I don't think they need to risk, because by the time they put this measure in place, you could be six months down the road and realize that actually we've gone too far by putting uh, three quarters of a percent base rate rise on straight away. So I think they might be quite cautious, especially with all the indicators indicating that we're we're supposedly going into recession. Uh, Recession is two quarters of negative growth. We have not had them yet. Although the BBC keeps saying to us um, that we've got negative growth last month, but that's only a month. That's not a quarter. So that could turn around quite easily. So we're not officially in any recession, according to the government indicators and and what everybody believes. Um, So uncertainty squeezes out new buyers. That's what's happening right now. The sudden increase in mortgage rates represents the largest interest rate shock for new buyers since the late 1980s. The major impact has been on households without mortgages arranged at cheaper rates, uh, most of whom are sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what happens. This explains why their measure of new buyer demand fell with the third, uh, third, um, sell by a third since uh, the mini budget. It uh, is similar to what typically happens in the late November ahead of the Christmas slowdown. Uh, the drop in buyer interest has been spread uniformly across all markets. However, those with cheap loans secured, um, uh, those with cheap loans secured as well as cash buyers are continuing to make offers and agree sales, albeit at a slower rate than, that, than this time last year. And that's down about 25% on a year ago. Now I'll just tell you, I've actually bought another property for investment purposes and then I've just made an offer on another property as well. So I still see the market as pretty robust in comparison to what's going on uh, overall so you've kind of got to look at a micromanaged situation especially in the fife market which has continued to be quite robust in terms of the pricing um, the average price in the fife market for a house is one hundred and seventy-six thousand pounds now in scotland's 195 pounds now if you take the average salary which is 31 i'll just get my calculator out right here and we'll have a wee quick look average salary which is thirty-one thousand. so divide 176 divided by 31 uh, it still gives 5.6 times the average salary in fife in comparison to about eight in, in, in Scotland in comparison to about nine or ten in the whole of the UK. So it still makes Fife extremely affordable in comparison to house prices. Hence the reason why. Um, and you can you can work anywhere in the in, in the country um because you're maybe remote working then the option to work in Fife is becoming more and more plausible to people outside of the Fife area and especially down south. Especially if you're in London and you're paying $525,000 on average for a price of a property and yet in Fife you're paying $176,000. That's a huge difference, isn't it? That's almost three times in terms of the difference in price and yet you can get the same standard for the same price. So, that's the most important thing lockdowns actually put paid to that uh, people can actually do that so let's look at um, the dwindling pool of buyers with cheap mortgages okay so hopefully that'll come up yep here we go now just a wee delay in my them um, so don't worry about the video it'll come up You sound will still come across uh pent up demand to uh, move uh, to move actually remains. So the pent-up demand actually to move actually remains in the, in the economy itself. So there is people. Remember, we move for our circumstances. We do not move just for the sake of moving. We move for our circumstances. That's the fundamental difference here. So here's as the new bar demand drops in the wake of the mini budget. So you can see the thick red line there. Oh, well, red, crimson, or whatever you want to call it it's actually dropping following the mini budget and then you can see where it was in 2021 which is the purple line and then you can see where it was with the faint purple line where it was in 2020. So in comparison you can see how that that's actually new buyer demand has actually dropped considerably since that in the wake of the mini budget. Now I'll be honest and say I've got a funny feeling when we look at this next month this actually might have actually recovered because there's a bit more confidence um, after um, Jeremy Hunt actually took over, and uh, Rishi Sunak is actually in place. And I think the money markets are responding quite positively to the whole um, the whole situation, and the swap rates are therefore allowing fixed rate mortgages to actually be at a lower rate um, in terms of the economic uh, uh, um, economy. Um, so. Um, it's a jump up on the pent uh, of demand remains, as I said before, household rushed and secured. Uh, the households have actually rushed to secure low cost mortgages over the summer um, as rates have started to rise. Now, most people have actually got mortgages and round about probably about 90 percent of people have actually fixed their mortgage rates. So there's no huge swing. Whereas in the credit crunch, uh, it was round about 70 percent. Um, So a lot more people were open to um, the volatile um, rate rises that actually happened as a result of that. Whereas if most people have fixed rates, then they've got stability in the housing market. Therefore, there's no huge pressure on a short term basis in terms of people's economic situation. The only thing it will be cost of living, which will actually affect that, but it won't actually have affect mortgage rates that much because less and less people are actually on variable rates. So it would affect the the housing market and people who have got mortgages a lot less. Anyway. Let's see what Zoopla goes on to say. The Bank of England data for mortgage approval showed an, an seasonal jump in the mortgage approvals in August, up 17% over the month. That's more people jumping in to fix their rates. Now, this demonstrates an underlying desire to move among a proportion of to to move among a proportion of households driven by, by the pandemic and other factors itself. Large pipeline sales it actually remains um, the shock to demand at the end of another strong year with the um, 293,000 sales in the pipeline, most of what Zoopla expect to complete um, and most of what we expect to complete as well. Um, follow-throughs are increasing. This is the people actually saying, well, I'll tell you what, I actually can't afford to buy the house now because maybe mortgage rates have, come, have gone up. Now, we've hung up maybe a few times, but not not a huge amount in comparison to where we were in 2008, because I remember what that was like, where a lot of people came and said, we won't be able to complete our mortgage now, banks withdrawn products. So that's a key factor. That's a key difference, fundamental difference between then and now. Um, So it's actually quite a positive move if we actually see a lot less fall throughs in comparison to where we were before. Mainly as a result of lack of affordable finance. but but we're still on track, according to Zupla, to say that nearly 1.3 million sales will go through in 2022. Uh, Is it too early to see any pricing impact in quarter four, which is now, which is actually going into the end of the year? Well, according to Zupla, they don't expect to see any pricing impact uh, to materialize until the first quarter of 2023. Uh, Typically, it takes several months for pricing to adjust in the face of weaker demand, Um, and there has been a short um, and now what they mean by that just let me explain they say typically it takes several months to for a pricing uh, to adjust in the face of weaker demand it's almost like the ship leaving the harbour where it gains momentum and then this is like pricing where it comes in but that ship's still going and got the momentum. So it takes a long time for that to slow down. And that's why they say it might take us a longer time to actually see the overall impact later on. Um, So maybe two or three months will have to pass before you actually see that impact. Uh, Just like I'm actually updating you on the October figures um, right now uh, in terms of where they are, but it's based on September numbers that they're looking at. So that's where that's where they are right now. So there's been a short-lived surge in the number of homes coming to market, although the number of homes for sale remains below average supporting uh, pricing. Uh, At the same time, uh, 7% of homes for sale have have seen their asking price reduced by less than, uh, by actually greater than 5%, an increase of recent months, but still below the 2018 levels. So that's before the pandemic. So it's still below there. So we're still way ahead of where we were before any pandemic actually happened, and the market was actually quite buoyant at that time as well. So their latest price index shows an average house prices increasing by 8.1% over last year. Now in Fife itself, uh, the price increase over the last year has actually been 11.2%. So again, quite robust in terms of house prices, in terms of how they've moved. And I think that's because they're more affordable in comparison to the Scottish housing market and the average price and also the UK itself. Um, this is due to the strength of demand and the sales agreed over the last six months, which continue to prices high in the face of an ongoing shortage of homes for sale. Uh, the annual rate of growth is starting to slow across all areas. I think most people have actually realised that anyway, and this will accelerate further into quarter one of 2023. But it will be a significant—it will be significant, uh, depending—it will be significant or insignificant depending on how we see the budget on the 17th of November. Uh, let's quickly look at the next graph here. So I'm just going to get that up. This will show the house price growth. So this is the house price growth starting to slow across all areas. You can see that there, um, particularly. um, So you've got March 2022 as the faint uh, purple. You've got the, the heavy purple in June 2022. And then you've got the black in September 2022. So you can see in comparison, when you go straight to Scotland here, See how it's all every single area itself is actually is actually house, house price growth that's actually started to slow i mean to be honest it's no surprise you can't have a never-ending market where the house prices are continuing to go up and up and up and up with no with no uh, no definitive increase in salaries or anything either um it, you can't just make that thin air they'll come to a point where um, they cover in other words four times your salary which is mostly what the banks insist Um, if your salary is not going up then they'll get to a point where it's like we can't give you any more lending so you can't pay more for a house therefore the house prices can't go any higher because you can't offer any more so unless you've got an injection of money into the economy there's no other money to actually contribute but do you see what happened when the money was injected in the economy through the pandemic and also three other sources as well, where quantitative easing happened. And this is the after effect of what's actually happened. This money has been injected in the economy, therefore it's allowed people to then move house and pay more for their property because there's more money in the economy. Apparently, according to the government, there's about 180 billion pounds actually saved from UK households in, in, in actually lockdown in the pandemic. 180 billion was saved by UK households. So there is a lot of money out there. Uh, for that reason, uh, so that graph actually shows you that the mortgage rates uh, trends will will decide 2023 outlook. Now let's talk about the mortgage rate trends and how that 2023 outlook will be. The outlook for transactions and pricing in 2023 is sensitive to the current economic climate. It will also be impacted by how much buying power, due to the higher borrowing costs, uh, feeds into the achieved prices. The most important part of this equation you've got to remember is how long mortgage rates for new buyers stay over 6% and how quickly they might fall back to the 5% level, a level which we see as a tipping point for house prices. Um, So that's where Zoopla sees that. Uh, Should mortgage rates fall back quickly in the next quarter, the outlook for next year will be very different compared to the prospect of mortgage rates remaining at, the, at at or above the 6% level for the next 12 months. Now we all know, based on previous shows that we've done, uh, even though we're talking about mortgage rates at 6% and above, you can still get mortgage rates below the 6% level. And most banks, who are existing clients that are actually coming up for renewal, will actually, actually do a preferential deal just for them. It's not advertised on the market. Just to keep them as a customer, and also keep them onto another rate, another fixed rate mortgage, um, to actually keep their their business. So there's the banks out there doing that. They've got the money for it. So a spike in mortgage rates makes housing unaffordable. Well, does it? Well, Zupla uh, run several models to assess the impact of changes to the fundamentals that drive the house. House market prices. Uh, one of them tracks the relative over and undervaluation of house pr- of housing against a, a sustainable house price benchmark. Now, what does this mean? Well, this model prolonged, uh, pro- uh, shows a prolonged periods of house price overvaluations in the late nineteen eighties and in the run up to two thousand and seven. Uh, this has not been the case in the last decade. With prices rising in line with the market fundamentals. So that's not been the case in comparison to these two other times where there was problems in the housing market caused by overinflation of house prices. In 1980, and the run up to the 1980s, and the run up to the, the credit crunch in 2007, this is not a similar pattern of behavior in house prices itself. So that's why they don't think it potentially that won't follow the same line. However, Mortgage rates jumping to 6% creates a sizable overvaluation compared to our sustainable price benchmark. That's what Zoopla says. The scale of historic overvaluations and prices does not translate into subsequent real-world price reductions, as mortgage rates adjust and borrowers can adjust how they fund, fund purchases. The scale of the housing downturns is also influenced by what happens in the preceding one to three years. So relaxations in lending criteria for new borrowers and or tax changes can lead to a prolonged buildup of an overvaluation in prices. This compounds the size of subsequent decline in prices and sales, and this was the case in the late 1980s and they run up to 2007. Now here's the key here though. They go on to say, this has not been evident in recent years due to much tighter control of new lending, where most new borrowers were subject to affordability stress testing to prove they actually can afford between six and 7% mortgage rates. However, tighter lending criteria impacts the buying power of new borrowers um, for that effect. So lenders will now, by testing affordability up to 8% mortgages, will be squeezing buying power further. So some lenders, I mean, this has actually been in place. So what's happened here is the government actually took away the uh, the the, ba- the bank's actually stress testing criteria. Since 2014, it's been tested at between 6 and 7% mortgage rates. Now, about two or three months ago, nobody noticed that because it was just like, oh, by the way, we'll take this away. So they said there's no longer a criteria to do that. But banks have been pretty savvy here. They've said, no, 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 we're going to keep this in place because we might have liquidity problems. So let's stress test this anyway, up to the affordability level of 8% on some people that are actually applying to make sure they can actually afford it if actually it goes up any further. That's probably key here. And because they've doing that and actually, actually been quite prudent, um, it's actually making sure the economic situation is protected and the downsides are protected if anything happens. And therefore, the banks will still be in a favorable position. So let's have a wee look at that graph to show us this. I'll just pop this up when I get a chance. Let's just add that on here. Again, apologies for the wee delay in the streams. That's Virgin Media funny. Um, Hopefully that will come back on track. If I can get that up. Um, Nope, I don't think I can get that. Oh, here we are. Here we go. I'll just take that off, that's somebody trying to message me direct, so here's the graph here, so this track, the short term overvaluation of house prices due to unfold over 2023, so they're actually saying here, look there's 1982, it goes all the way back, and see how the overvaluation takes place over there in 1988, and how it goes right up in terms of the prices, and then it comes down and then it goes right up again in the run up to 2007. So you see how that's happening, but it's come right down and it does go down, but the relative overvaluation reduces assumed, assuming mortgage rates declined 4% and house prices fall at 5% over 2023. So you can see how they are forecasting there where that might actually level out, but it's not as a, as, as extreme as the other markets themselves. So that's where that's right now. So how will, how, how will this hit an impact uh, buying power and uh, the power play in 2023? Well, there are several routes this overvaluation could unfold. A rapid reversal of mortgage rates would have the greatest impact. It could be accelerated further uh, by a modest decline in prices. Um, mortgage rates moving back towards four percent by the end of 2023, uh, with a five percent fall in prices, would reverse the most. The most of the current overvaluation by the end of 2023. So see how that overvaluation has actually been put back just almost about a year. Um, now most people actually won't move uh, within a year after just buying a house. So we're just back a year in terms of the valuation. So it shouldn't have that much a major impact on where house prices are, and it shouldn't affect anybody that much because then if we continued to move even by two percent every year thereafter for 2022, for 2025, and 2026. It would only be three years by the time that actually recovers from the five percent reduction it had from the year before. So it's actually recovered three years after that, and just at two percent each year. So it's just a modest gain every single year. we'll recover that. Most people won't move um, until about year six or year seven. Almost 50 percent of the market actually move after year seven. So it wouldn't be that much an impact for people overall um, in the scope of things. So I don't think again that's not a major impact in terms of where we are. Um, so they're thinking it uh, will reverse overvaluation by the end of 2023, if that's the case. And at present, they believe, uh, Zoopla that is, they, all, they believe it will most likely outcome accompanied by a decline in sales volumes over the year to 1 million. Now, if sales volumes do decline a bit, then demand will still be there because um, the pent-up demand is all still there. So therefore, we, that will see the market actually sustain quite a healthy a healthy market. Uh, it will just be the number of transactions. The, the housing market can't be determined by the, for the price of the prop- the property itself. It's always determined by the, the health of the housing market is determined by the number of transactions. That's what that's what's the most key area here that you need to look at. So mortgage rates uh, to fall in 2023, you know, we question mark and ease some pressure. Well, let's look at this. Events are moving fast in the world of politics and financial markets. On balance, Zupla believes that mortgage rates will start to decline before the start of 2023, and this will continue into the next year. There are signs that the money markets are already adjusting to changing political outlook, where stability in the UK's public finances is, is, is an imperative. So, this is what I was saying about the swap rates, which is what they lend, the money markets lend to the Bank of England and the banks themselves in order to lend to us. If the swap rates are actually really, really um, good, then we'll get preferential fixed rate mortgages, which means that we can fix rate a better deal um, and everybody's, it, it's a stable economy for that reason. The bigger unknown remains though, is how much further the central banks need to move on interest rates to bring inflation under control. A recent speech by the Bank of England suggested that the markets were overestimating how much higher interest rates will rise but time will tell. What is clear though, is that mortgage rates are not going to return to the ultra low levels of the recent years. Home buyers need to realise that mortgage rates of 4 and 5% are set to become the norm moving ahead. So, are mortgage rates stuck at 6% and would that lead to price falls? Well, Zupla actually believe it's less likely where mortgage rates were mortgage rates to stay above six percent for the majority of 2023, then UK house prices would need to fall back to reflect that um, the hit in the purchasing power for those using mortgages. There's a large equity buffer to absorb lower prices, and a 10% decline in average prices would wipe out a sizeable proportion of the of the paper gains, paper gains over the pandemic more so in markets with lower price gains. Now, in Fife, in the last couple of years, we've had increases in house prices of 24%. In three years, it's been about 30% almost. So if you get a a hit with 10% house prices next year, and over the last three years, then you're still up 20%. So it doesn't have a huge major impact. In the Fife housing market, so people should um, be be people should be comfortable in the fact that if they're buying a house now, they'll still be okay because that should recover in the in the recent years and ongoing. So, low exposure to negative equity from what what will happen from ten percent price falls. Okay, the levels of negative equity will remain minimal. Certainty. Um, certainly, by historic standards, a nationwide ten percent fall in house prices would result in a small handful of negative equity cases from purchases with a high loan-to-value mortgages. This high loan-to-value, what we call LTV, means, in other words, you may be taking out a ninety percent mortgage or a ninety-five percent mortgage. So you've only got ten percent or five percent equity, actually, money down in the property itself. And that's the only people would actually suffer as a result. If you've got a higher um, a higher deposit in, or your mortgage, your loan to value is a lot less, then it shouldn't affect you really that much. Remember though, if you're moving house, it's all re- it's all relative, because if you're if the house price drops by ten percent and you move house to the next house, the next house has dropped by ten percent anyway. So unless you've got negative equity, that's only the reason it would affect you. And if you've been in the house for quite a while, then it shouldn't affect you at all and because you're trading like for like. It's only when you've bought a house separate outside of that it will have an impact and an effect on what you're doing. So this highlights how the housing market has been increasingly driven by buyers uh, using equity more than borrowers uh, relying on high loan-to-value mortgages. So here's the next graph. This actually shows you the impact. So we can see there the mortgages at risk of negative debt weight by the year by by year of mortgage. And um, so basically, everybody took mortgages out in 2023, you've got 5% 2021, uh, you've got 10%, and, and, and you've actually got um uh, 15% in 20 um actually forecast to come. Okay, but that might not actually happen. Remember, that's a house price fall scenario, that's only a scenario. In the scope of things so this is all supposition guessing and uh, and a bit of smoke and mirrors um, if, if that if that makes sense half of the sales are cash half of sales are cash and small size mortgages this one thing you've got to bear in mind mortgage availability and the cost are important for many buyers however half of all the sales are paid for by cash or using a mortgage that is small uh, small relative to the value of the property. In other words, it's less than 50%. So in other words, if you're buying a house, if that person's buying a house at 200,000, their mortgage is probably 100,000 or less. Um, so that's what you've got to remember. Um, half of the sales are cash or small sized mortgages. Again, a total difference to where we were in 2007, where it was all led by credit. This is all led by Equity and cash, which is really which means a really buoyant in, in, in market. These buyers will see less of a hit to buying power than those using larger loans. Healthier markets of market healthier levels of market activity do require a balance of buyers, and normal levels of transactions cannot be sustained with some groups excluding from the market and then buying in a much lower numbers. First time buyers, especially, and those looking to trade up using a much bigger loan will feel the shock of higher borrowing costs than other buyers. This will also impact buyers in the southeast of England where the house prices are highest. Again I come back to saying Fife's very, very low in comparison to the rest of the UK, which drives a greater sensitivity to mortgage costs. So next graph here, Uh, let's have a wee look at this and we'll show you um, what we're talking about. Just pop into this. So here we are here. So this actually shows you how many people house this is house purchase by cash buyers in size of mortgage. So 30% buying a house so far are actually cash buyers. Now you have um the other 18% there. Are under 15% so that's where they get almost 50% of the people are actually cash buyers and under 50% loan to value. You've got 22% of the people are actually under between 50 and 75% loan to value. You've got uh, 26% between 75 and 90 and you've only got a small proportion of 4% 90% loan to values. Uh, Again, different, Uh, not borrower led. This is not borrower led, this is more equity led. Uh, where we are in terms of the market. So, where where are we? We've got healthy levels of market activity, and they do require a balance of buyers, as I said before. Um, and the more borrowing costs, and it drives greater greater sensitivity to mortgage costs. So, finally, let's recap here. What is the outlook at, at Zoopla is actually saying? Well, the spike in mortgage rates has delivered a quick reality check for home buyers many are continuing with agreed purchases but others are not uh, did not expect to be buying with mortgage rates three times higher than that at the start of the year and are sitting it out for the rest of 2022 so these people actually haven't entered the market yet so they're just waiting on the sidelines waiting to see what happens this is like you know this is we've seen this before in the pandemic where people actually sat tight and they thought the thought uh, house prices were going to drop by 30 or uh, 20 to 30 percent and then look what happened there was a boom so they're sitting on the fence, though. And if there's some stability in the market and mortgage rates do start to come down, these people will actually come into the market and actually boost the market again, which will retain the house price at an amicable level, and we won't see as much of the drop that they're talking about um, between four and eight percent. So the broader motivations to move home will remain into next year, supported by pandemic-driven factors and cost-of-living pressures. This means basically that people will have to move. You have no choice. You have to move. If you've got a new child and you know another child in the way, and you need another room for them because you're up, you're full to the gunnels as it is, you're going to have to move within nine months. You have no other choice. That's that's key. Because baby's not going to say, "I'm, I'll, it's all right. I'll just wait here. I'll just wait before I come out for you to find a house." No, they're coming in nine months whether you like it or not. If you've got more people moving in your family or people get together and actually a family unit becomes bigger, then they need another house there and then. So it's driven by circumstances. It's driven by need. If people actually uh, see uh, their family, uh, um, maybe somebody flying the nest and then they're having the downsides, then that's driven by need again. So they're needing a smaller house, but then it releases it for somebody getting a bigger house. So it's that natural cyclical movement of the housing market itself, which will actually be supported. So it needs a robust policy from from the government on the 17th of November to make sure that the first time buyers can actually get in the ladder as well, because essentially they're seen as the lifeblood of the market, as well as investors. So there's a lot of investors actually exiting the market and they keep the lower end of the market actually sustained, which allows people to upgrade to the middle market, which the middle market then upgrades to the upper market. The upper market then up, downgrades to the smaller houses to the bottom end of the market. to The bungalows, the two bedrooms, the semi detached the terraced houses, because it's more affordable. And that's all they need. So that's how that robust market is is sustained. So the broader motivations to move home will remain into next year, and supported by the pandemic factors, as I've said. Um, For many households it will come down to what they can get for their home, and that will will unlock the value for the next move. But then again, it's all relative. So unless you've got negative equity, you can easily move. Because if you've got a drop of 10%, the next house you're buying is 10% drop. So it's like for like. So price reductions will come out of equity for most households, uh, but, can be take, but it can be taken time for everyone who wants to move to accept price adjustments. So that's that's come to terms with the fact that you're not actually losing 10% because you never had 10% in the first place. If you've sat in your house for three years, you've probably had an uplift in five to 30%. So if you drop 10%, you've not lost anything. You've actually gained 20% over the three years and it'll allow you to move to the next property quite easily because the equity is built into that. So Zupla expect the price, uh, the, the adjustment process will be quicker than normal, given the step change in the outlook and the scale of the recent price gains. While the focus is on mortgage rates, the labor market remains robust and wages continue to increase, albeit failing to keep pace with the rising cost of living. The proposed cut to the national insurance and the support, the support for the energy levels will offset some of the pressures on the incomes and also inflation. The housing market in 2023 looks set to be one of the, uh, one of a readjustment as we return to normal levels of mortgage rates itself. Uh, we'll finally just finish off there. We'll take a look at a couple of charts um, overall right, there, right throughout the country. You'll see zuplas uh, headline charts there in terms of where they are in terms of the properties. Uh, let's see if we can zoom in on this actually. Now, let's zoom in. So, this shows you um, the highest price increase according to Zoopla in Nottingham uh, year on year, and the house price change is about 10.9%. Uh, you've got Aberdeen down there at, at minus 0.9%. Now, again, I disagree with that overall because when you see this is based on Zoopla's numbers, Zoopla's transactions. So, if Zoopla isn't very prominent in Aberdeen, which they're not, it's the Aberdeen Sol- Solicitor Property Centre is most prominent up there. Um, then they will not have that data to support the fact that there is slight price rises in the Aberdeen area. And when you look at the Scottish House Price Index by the Land Registry in Scotland, it actually shows that the house prices in Aberdeen have actually increased by 2 or 3%, rather than actually declined by what they're saying in here. So it can be a bit different overall. but. You know it's good to get a feel for overall how Zoopla looks at it, how Rightmove looks at it, how the UK house prices and the land registry look at it as well as Halifax come out with their index based on their information and also nationwide come out with their index based on their information as well so overall right throughout the country that's where it is right now in terms of monetary value and um, we can see here um, the UK average house price is 200 59,000 according to Zoopla, some numbers. Remember, this is Zupla, it is more or less right on bang on in terms of where we are and, and, and that price. Um, and you can see there they predict, uh, see they've got London uh, there as well. See London right there, 525,900 pounds. Compare that with 176,005. Huge difference, average house price. So you can see uh, Glasgow, 140,000. They've got Edinburgh 264000 so see how Glasgow's almost half of what Edinburgh is, Aberdeen's almost half of what Edinburgh is as well, Um, and again we're similar in terms of our price point as well. Um, So overall, just sum up, uh, nothing to be too concerned about, I think we need to give things a bit of time wait a bit longer to see what happens in the UK housing market and also wait what happens in terms of the interest rate rise, potentially it might come through, see how small or big that is in comparison, something will happen, but hopefully it'll be quite um, measured and quite prudent in terms of the number, not a big huge large number. And then also what we need to look at as well is on the 17th of November, how the markets react to the the, the, the revised budget. uh, Jeremy Hunt, I was going to say James Hunt he's a racing driver, Uh, Jeremy Hunt will bring through as well um, in terms of uh, that revised budget I think the money markets will be quite positive towards that which will then um, mean the swap rates will be favourable for the banks which will then mean fixed rate mortgages potentially might actually be able to come down which will then allow house buyers to get some certainty in their budgets as well by doing 2 and 5 year fixed rate, maybe 10 year fixed rate deals and lock that in which will again give good certainty into the market, which will again make sure the housing market is very robust and very stable. Uh, stable is probably the word going forward. The volatility, I wouldn't say so. So stable outlook, things are gonna go right. Economy should be okay and we're back on track. Uh, and until next time guys, if you've got any questions, please feel free to ask them later on. Uh, I'm Jim Parker for Five Properties TV.